Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. guys welcome to the kbr sports podcast you already know the podcast that is the best podcast of your 24-hour day my name is brendan abbin appreciate you guys for tuning into this rendition of the kbr sports podcast and of course if you are here from some good old sports talk make sure you go ahead and subscribe to the kbr sports podcast while you're here and if you don't know other platforms you can catch the kbr sports podcast on you can catch it on spotify spreaker iTunes, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, the whole nine. Oh, but where? why would we stop just there at podcast content? You already know we got the YouTube channel on deck, of course. So you can catch the KBR Sports Podcast on YouTube, all those different networks. Obviously, we have it with video content on YouTube, so make sure you guys go ahead and subscribe on there. Hit the notification bell so you don't miss any new KBR Sports videos. And of course, make sure you guys leave a rating and a review because it always does help the podcast out, getting the word out there in regards to the podcast. All the different platforms love to recommend a highly rated podcast. And of course, why wouldn't you want to write rate it high, especially if you enjoy the podcast, you listen to the content, you might as well leave a good rating on there. So guys, make sure you go ahead and do that. But y'all, how is everybody doing with your day? I feel like there's so much sports stuff to talk about, so much sports things. We got, we're about, what, a little less than a week out from the NBA season from the time I'm recording this podcast. I'm recording this on a Wednesday evening, so we're a little bit out from the time of the NBA season starting up. It starts next Tuesday, so that's something to look forward to, y'all. We have the NBA season on tap. We have a lot of slated NFL games coming up this weekend that I know a lot of people are excited to talk about. I'm going to be talking about that in a segment later on, hopefully with Nick Exposito and Rudy Henderson, you know, two of my guys. And we're going to get into talking about our picks for the NFL weekend and also talking about some NBA divisional outcomes and who we see making it to the NBA finals and getting out of each division and so on in the Western and Eastern Conference. So make sure you guys stay tuned in for those parts of the podcast as well. But First off, I wanted to get things kicked off talking about just one storyline. I think people are talking about it, but not as much as I would expect people to talk about it, because I feel as though years ago when we had this kind of occurrence, people were so ready for it. People were so excited. People were amped. Everybody was so hyped for the future that we had and what was going on and the correlation to how well a certain individual player was playing. And now that player is in a position to play at that level again, possibly, and is on the stage to perform at that height. And we haven't seen them be able to do that since for for years at this point. And the player I'm talking about, guys, is none other than Steph Curry. Now, why do you think, why is Brendan coming on here talking about how well Steph Curry's going to play? I mean, we got guys like Kawhi Leonard, Paul George playing in LA, LeBron and Anthony Davis and so on. But I know that the right, it's weird talking about the Warriors being a still a contender kind of team in the Western Conference when you talk about them losing a guy like Kevin Durant, Clay Thompson goes down with the ACL injury. But I think so many people forget the reason why the engine that got everything going in the first place and kicked off the whole entire Golden State Warriors run, and that's Steph Curry. 
I think people forget just how talented and how versatile and great a player Steph, like Steph Curry is and just how in terms of skill as an offensive weapon, what Steph Curry brings to the basketball court at all times. It's it's, it's so weird to me because I, I truly remember a time a few years ago where it was like everybody was just so excited and enamored by Steph Curry and the Golden State Warriors and everything that they did from their free flow offense and Steph Curry bringing the extra, <laughs> extra, extra range to any kind of shot on the court. And you felt it was a time where you felt like you would watch Steph Curry shoot the basketball and he was never going to miss. And you truly, it was captivating. It was like watching art. It was watching poetry in motion, watching him shoot the basketball, watching him go in and out of defenses, finishing at the rim, despite being contested by multiple big trees in the lane or watching him even just do little weave in and weave out moves to try and create space for a three point shot that, you know, damn well, shouldn't go in. But somehow he finds a way to will it in. Those are the things that you think about most magically when it comes to Steph Curry. But he took more of a reserve role in some aspects to accommodate Kevin Durant coming to the team. Well, now when you're looking at what we're about to get again with Steph Curry, is Steph Curry unleashed? Because over the past few seasons, even what he's been able to do, despite having Kevin Durant, Klay Thompson, and other mouths to feed on his team, the dude, this past year, he averaged 27 points. The year before that, he averaged 26 points. The year before that, he averaged 25 points. And we're in a position where now you're taking the, you're, you're really taking the chains off of the, the dog again. Because what Steph Curry did the last time we saw him without Kevin Durant, guys, that is that goes down as arguably one of the best or arguably as one of the best offensive seasons we've ever seen in NBA history. Like I'm not even I'm not even hyping it up to you guys. Like I truly mean it. It it stacks up next to all the iconic seasons you remember from guys. I, I promise you, it stacks up. It's crazy when you look at the numbers because it was that good of a year when he won unanimous MVP. I remember people were bashing on him before. People were killing Steph Curry, talking about oh why he doesn't deserve it. Michael Jordan should have got one. Probably true. Michael Jordan probably did deserve one. LeBron probably did deserve one at one point. But if anybody tells me Steph Curry didn't deserve a unanimous MVP for that year he had in 2015-16, you're out of your mind. At that point, I worry about if you genuinely do know basketball or if you have a genuine vendetta against, against Steph Curry. Because the guy <laughs> the guy went bonkers that year. And it was, it was so crazy because you saw how well he was playing in, in the flow of games. I... I, I <laughs> It's so crazy because all basketball games in the regular season can just easily go by the wayside. They can be easily forgettable. But Steph Curry games, you just don't forget, if that makes sense. He puts on performances that you're just like, wow, what did I just watch? He literally, they were the best ticket in town for months on end just because of how exciting this guy is to watch play the game of basketball and how much of a show it is to watch him play the game of basketball. You get what I'm saying? So let's look, let's reflect back on that season and see just what a monster he was in that unanimous MVP year. The last time we saw him without Kevin Durant for a full season. Okay, so he averaged 30.1 points per game. He led the league in scoring that year. 6.7 assists, 5.4 rebounds, 50.4% from the field, a true shooting percentage of 66.9. A true shooting percentage pretty much just accounts into the fact that three point shots are worth more than two so that goes into your actual shooting percentage whereas field goal percentage just calculates it as your shots three point percentage he shot that year 45.4 percent a free throw percentage of 90.8 
20 he led the league in free throw percentage he led the league in three-point shooting he had a, a steals he led the league in steals at 2.1 and he had a 31.5 per one of the highest per's of all time guys let's think about what he did that year did you hear the stats i just reeled off did you hear what i just told you he did Steph Curry went 50, 45, 50% from the field, 45% from three, and a 90% free throw percentage. Steph Curry's only one of 11 players in NBA history to go 50, 45, and 90. And he's the only guy to do it while attempting more threes than twos. Let that sink in. Steph Curry's the only guy in NBA history to go 50, 45, and 90 while attempting more threes, 886 that year, than twos, 712. This is the kind of season we're talking about. This is the kind of player we are talking about. Guys, I promise you, if Steph Curry was an all-NBA caliber defender, oh heavens, oh heavens, the dude would already be a top, he, he has an argument to already be a top 15 player of all time. If you're talking about now he plays excellent superb defense at the same time no this wouldn't even be fair right it really wouldn't be fair because that's how good he is and i hear all this talk about all these other players all these other guys people are excited to see ben simmons actually shoot a three people are so excited to see Giannis try to shoot a three and all these different guys we forgot about the one guy who changed the game the most we forgot about the one guy. And guys, at the time when all the S73 and 19, he led us 73 and 19. Think about that. The be- Not LeBron James, not Kevin Durant, not Kobe Bryant, not Tim Duncan, none of those guys. Steph Curry is the one who led the team that broke Michael Jordan's Chicago Bulls regular season record. And it's not like they were overwhelming juggernaut over everybody. They just had the best player arguably of that year what Steph Curry was that year was arguably the best offensive player we've had in this generation what Steph Curry was in that season that was arguably the best offensive player if you take that one season it's better than anybody else's season since dating back to Michael Jordan hands down at least offensively it beats LeBron's 2012-13 season. And if you really want to debate that, we can go look at the numbers. Offensively, I'm talking offensive. I'm not talking about the defensive side. That's why I said if he was an all-defensive player at the same time, my goodness. But we want to talk about offensively. LeBron, here's LeBron's numbers for 2012-2013 when he was with the Miami Heat. He averaged 26.8 points, 7.3 assists, 8 rebounds. He shot 56.5% from the field, 40% from three, and he shot... from the free throw line okay so he those are his averages from that year where that was his best shooting year ever that's LeBron's best ever complete shooting year from the field from the three-point line everything not his highest free throw percentage but the best in terms of three-point shooting and what he was able to do from the field and guess what his PER was that season that 2012-2013 season it was a 31.6 but you want to know why it was a 31.6? Because player efficiency rating regards your play, your whole your entire efficiency as a player. So that includes your de- what you're able to do on the defensive end as well. Now imagine if Steph Curry played LeBron or Jordan caliber level defense, or even just Chris Paul caliber defense. 
my gosh, Steph Curry had that year an ad a PER of 31.5. My gosh, man. My goodness. <laughs> Guys, I'm telling you, it's <laughs> and just to, you might you might not understand what the what how great of a stat it is to have a PER in the 30s because the average, the league average for PER is at 15. The league average for PER is 15. So when you get a PER into the 30s, that's when you're having like, okay, you're having an excellent, like, you know what I mean? Like a spectacular kind of season. Because you want to know how many times LeBron's had seasons that crossed over. Out of, out of the 16 seasons he has played in the NBA, LeBron has had four PER seasons above 30. That's crazy, right? But that's the kind of year that we're talking. Those are the kind of years we're talking about. And when we're talking about how Steph Curry's year ranks around other guys like Michael Jordan, it does rival Michael Jordan's 1990-1991 season. That's the year Michael Jordan had his highest level of PER. If you want to go back and look at that season. Now, Michael averaged 31.5 points, 5.5 assists, 6 rebounds, a field goal percentage of 53.9 three-point percentage of 31%, he shot 85% from the free throw line. Now, Michael, he didn't have, he didn't have the propensity of the three-point shot to propel his PER as far as it could have gone. But even for Michael to have that PER at the, during that year, for what, he averaged 31.5 points on 53.9% shooting, practically 40, 54% shooting. <laughs> he had a PER of 31.6. Guys, these are the kind of guys that we're putting Steph Curry's season in, in the conversation with. And if you're telling me I can get that guy back, if you tell me I get that guy back for this season, I am getting every single Warriors game on Lee Pass. Book it. Because that guy, that player, that unanimous MVP, easily, easily all time, one of the most lethal offensive weapons ever in any generation easily one of the best offensive weapons ever that's how good that Steph Curry was I remember we would be at clubs we'd be at bars we'd be at places enjoying ourselves I was at- with the lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere this is your captain speaking uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky no, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. In college at the time, during the 73 and 9 season. We'd be out at all these places watching different events going on. And people would have Warriors games on the TVs. Guys would literally stop talking to women. Women. Probably the number one desire of a man, at least a guy at that age, 
People would stop watch, stop talking to these women in the bar to watch Warriors games. Really let it sink in how good this guy is. Because for all the shimmying, all the behind-the-back passes, all that stuff that people get tired of, the dude is... He's an anomaly. There's, you really can't copy Steph Curry. And that's just a fact. You've seen guys like Trey Young try to come in and shoot like Steph Curry and so on. Steph Curry, since, in my knowledge, since dating back to even his days at Davidson, I don't think Steph Curry's ever shot under 38% from three-point line, 37%. Trey Young, this season, he didn't even crack over 40% from three. Devin shoot over 37% from three this year. So who are we comparing to Steph Curry? You know what I mean? Like how, how the way we say there's no, never going to be another LeBron, truly guys, like let's really get real with it. There will never be a marksman like Steph Curry who can go behind the back, hezzy, in and out, cross over right to left, step back, drain a three. We're not going to see another guy do stuff like that again. Guys, let me just tell you this, okay? Let me just tell you, if you're a person that enjoys events, right? That enjoys going to, having a good time at a place, enjoying the ambiance of a place, enjoys seeing historical things happen, make sure you do yourself a favor and watch Steph Curry while he's still in somewhat of his prime. Make sure you find a way to get to a Warriors game. I promise you, it probably might be one of the greatest experiences you'll ever have watching a guy play basketball. I pray it's not the night that he's off. <laughs> that'll suck. Yeah, that'll suck. <laughs> but when you watch what he, this guy can do with the basketball, it's magical. I made a video on, on YouTube that you guys can go check out talking about how Kyrie Irving's arguably the most offensively skilled player in the NBA at what in terms of being able just having the all-around skill set of everything that you can do for basketball. But what Steph Curry does with the basketball? Nah, man. Second to none. Second to none. The shooting? Nope. <laughs> nope. 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 <laughs> I just, I, I really can't fathom. It just doesn't make any sense that a guy can shoot like that. And, and it makes no sense from the standpoint of it doesn't matter who's in front of him. I remember a play from last season. This is what, this is what I'm talking about. I, I remember explicitly the plays that this guy's involved with that just make you scratch your head that make you just go like what did i just see i remember all those plays it's a play where steph curry is draped i think he is draped all over it was actually two years ago it was from the playoffs against the Cavs where they swept the caps and kevin love is draped all over steph curry Steph Curry literally doesn't have a good look at all. And Kevin Love is actually playing great defense on Steph Curry. Steph Curry does his whole his dribble his dribble package pretty much that you can get in 2K. And then he does a step back and heaves the shot. He literally heaves it. Damn near off of one leg. Just heaves the shot. Scoop. Scoop. I don't know what to say. If somebody has the words for it, you tell me. I, I really. I'm being genuinely honest with you. I don't know what to call it. It's purely un, uh, it's a unadulterated madness the way Steph Curry shoots the basketball. So I wanted to, I wanted to really come on here and articulate to you guys that I don't think the Warriors are out of the mix, man. I really don't. As much as 
teams like the Lakers, the Clippers, the Rockets, the Jazz, all these teams in the Western Conference, the Portland Trailblazers, Nuggets, all those teams are in the mix now and have a great case. Besides maybe the the Lakers and the Clippers, do any of those teams have definitively have players that you like? I will take that guy over Steph Curry. Even James Harden. For what James Harden does, if you're telling me I gave Steph Curry the ball now, like he, <laughs> like he could use maybe like the way Jamie Harden uses it, you telling me Steph Curry can't go bonkers the way Harden does because he's better at shooting than James Harden is. And guess what? He can get to the rim similar to James Harden. He will never force the free throw action that James Harden is because James Harden is just strong. He can take the contact. But in terms of just the pure volume of threes and shots and everything from all over the court, you tell me Steph Curry can't do that? Man, I'm telling you, man. I am ready. And you pair Steph Curry with D'Angelo Russell, there are adjustments that have to be made because D'Angelo Russell's game hasn't been curtailed to off-ball movement and playing off-ball much after what we saw with him at the Nets. A lot of it was him and dribble pick and rolls and pulling up in mid-range situations and hitting a lot of in-the-paint floaters. That was a lot of what D'Angelo Russell's game was last year. And the Warriors are going to have to adapt to the skill set of their newest acquisition. But man, let me tell you, if them boys can figure it out, if they can somehow figure it out, figure out the spacing, figure out the offense, figure it all out, and then get Clay back, and hopefully he can provide worthwhile minutes, man, let me tell you something. That boy's going to be a problem. They're going to be a problem. Make sure you guys keep your eyes open because it's going to be a fun season to watch. I guarantee you that. I guarantee you that. All right? All right, guys. So make sure you stay tuned. In this next section of the podcast, you're going to hear me with Rudy and Nick talking about our picks for the NFL weekend as well as some of our NBA picks. So make sure you guys stay tuned in for that. And we'll be right back here. Don't move. Do not change it. Stay tuned. All right, guys. What's going on, guys? It's Brendan Abbott coming to you guys with my two favorite guys to do a podcast with in Nick Exposito and Rudy Henderson. Fellas, what's going on, guys? How are you Rudy feeling to like, be back on the up, podcast? <laughs> y'all have what's up, man? I got the applause doing? going for you guys and everything. And y'all don't understand. I have to mute these guys just so you guys don't hear them talking smack the whole time. We weren't, done. we weren't done talking smack. We're talking about how your Florida Wi-Fi is like Gretna. Get the, oh, oh, what? No wow. <laughs> Y'all really going to dog my man with a shout out like that? Yo, my man's a bystander. Friendly there's fire. No, there's no way it's worse than that. If you pick up a cell phone call and Gretna, it shuts down the internet for everybody. <laughs> Come on, man. Go on, dial up, fam. <laughs> Yo, this is a violation, guys. You well, can... it was originally because you were making fun of your lawless state. But hey, hey, we're here to talk sports. But yeah, guys, we're here to talk sports. We're here to give the people what they want. And what they want to do is hear our picks for week seven of the NFL season. Cue in NFL music right now for our week seven picks. The first game we have on our slate here because it's going to be Thursday night football. Tomorrow's game in the Kansas City Chiefs versus Denver Broncos in which the Chiefs are only minus three favorites. And the money line is in terms of odds. The Chiefs, if you bet the Monday night, it's 160 on the Chiefs. And for the Broncos, it's plus 140. And then the over-under is 48 and a half points. 
So we'll kick things off, Rudy. What are, what are you taking here? What are your what are you feeling in regards to this pick for Thursday night football? I'm gonna go with the Chiefs. I'm gonna go with the Chiefs by more than three. I don't think it's gonna be 48 points because the Broncos can't score well. The Chiefs defense no, the equivalent of Swiss cheese. But Joe Flacco is quarterback, let's be honest. Yeah, they're not getting 48. If it's 48, it's because the Chiefs score 48, and I don't think that's going to happen. The Broncos defense has some sort of pride. going to go with Chiefs, more than three, under 48. All right, Nick, what are you thinking? Well, I'll take the Chiefs. I'll take the spread. Um, money line 165, that's fine. 48 and a half. Mm, I'll take the under. No. I will yeah, say we'll one thing. One thing take that makes this interesting is the fact that Patrick Mahomes' ankle, I don't know what's going on. People keep talking about the in regards to his ankle's been bummy. But I mean, last week his ankle was bummy. He threw, what, three touchdowns? Look, man. Right, but Patrick Mahomes scored all like in the second half. So. True. But. So, the Patriots did it. He still scored. Hey, I'm, I'm saying it doesn't matter when you get your points. If you score the points, you're still putting up numbers. So that's the thing. The only reason I'm confident in the under 48 is because I really just don't expect the Broncos to score that much. Yeah, agreed. I think they're aver- I think they're averaging maybe 14 points a game. Yeah, somewhere in there. It might be 12. But you know, yeah. it's always these random games because. I, I didn't anticipate for us to get, what, a slobber knocker fest like about two, a week or two ago where we got like a high-scoring Thursday night football game. And it, normally Thursday night football games tend to be pretty ugly, but then there's always the one random one out of nowhere that just ends up being a high-scoring or defenses are scoring. I, I don't know. It's weird. But I, feel- I don't trust Denver to do anything. I'm going to be honest. They played Tennessee last week. Sorry, Rudy. We suck. <laughs> um don't get but. me started. I can't wait yes. to get to Tennessee. We are horrible. <laughs> Please go to the next team before I get mad. <laughs> All right, so the next. Oh, I, okay. So I'm taking. I'm gonna take the the spread in favor of the Chiefs. I'm gonna take the money line on the Chiefs, and I'm gonna take forty eight and a half. Uh, Okay, I'll take I'll take the under on that. Okay. Now Rams and Falcons. The Rams are three point favorites. Money money line is at one sixty, and the over under is at fifty four and a half. So what are you guys feeling, Nick? Let me let me hear what your thoughts are here. Money line for the Falcons is plus one forty, and obviously they're plus three in terms of the spread. Um, I'll take yeah. You take the Rams. The Falcons look horrid. But <laughs> even though last week, I mean, even though they lost to the Cardinals, Matt Ryan did play a good game. So, but either way, you take you yeah. You don't take the Falcons in anything they do this year, <laughs> unless they play the Dolphins or like the Redskins Why, or but, the Bengals what do you or got? the Jets. Because I, I did, goodness gracious, man, every worst yeah, team like, in the NFL. Four, four teams that like, they could probably beat. No, you take the Rams, it's a three-point spread, and then under, uh, no, we'll take over 54.5 because I think it's going to be a breakout game for Todd 
Todd Gurley, like, come back, get a little bit of a swing of things. He was out last week. And then also, like, give an advantage to um, the wide receiver core there, get everybody lifted up. The defense is going to show up. I mean, Jalen Ramsey's first week there. Yes, and, that's and huge. So I think, yeah, I think it's going to be a big turnaround. And Real I also quick. think they can put up points because the Falcons will have to put up points to stay in the game. Real quick, before we keep going, what do you guys think about that trade in general? I thought it was – um, Yeah, the Jalen Ramsey trade. Uh, so here's my thing. Is he signing an extension? Like, is it 100% certain that he's signing an extension? My opinion would be, if the, when that, normally how these things work, you don't make that kind of trade unless a guy is going to sign the extension. If he's not I mean, planning he to sign an extension, you most times you sign them as a free agent, and maybe they'll be there for the one year like Ndamukong Su was for the Rams last year. But you normally won't make a trade like just trading first-round picks, and you don't plan on signing a guy to an extension. That's true, but, you know, people lie every day. <laughs> they do. Every day. They so, do every single so, day. But the Rams technically know. have him on his rights until 2022 because they can franchise tag him for two years following his contract expiring in 2021. I don't know if that's a road they want to go down with a player like this because he'll just sit out. <laughs> it's a possibility. Like the, I feel like that would be the end result of that argument there. I mean, I mean yeah. he's a better player than Marcus Peters. True. I think we all very, can agree. Very, very <laughs> true. <laughs> We're just evaluating I, I, that. I think he's done. Mahu. Marcus Peters. You don't you don't get my joke. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I think we ain't done yet. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Some. Oh, I, I wish this was like a video that. so I could clip that in so people would actually understand what we're talking about. Well, I might have to do that. I might just go get the audio clip. Yeah, yeah, yeah hey, man. Clip. Go the extra mile. It'll yeah. be worth it. I think we ain't doing yet. <laughs> but, um, no, I mean, if we're looking at players straight up, he's better than Marcus Peters, so it's a smart move. Uh, two first rounds and a fourth. That's, That's tough. Steep. That's very steep. Yeah, for a player that we don't know is sticking around in LA. Let's say Jared Goff continues to struggle. Let's say things don't yes. get better in LA. You don't make the mm-hmm. playoffs. He's not convinced. He say Todd Gurley only has two years left in his knees. Exactly. You know, he he decides he doesn't want to be there because he's not on the contender he wants to be, and he walks. And now you've given away two firsts and a fourth for a rental, <laughs> for literally a rental. It's the problem that the Chicago Cubs are facing right now. Because we gave away all of our good young talent for a rental and a Rogers Chapman. Now we're fine. <laughs> I, I will say, but here's the thing. We view it that way whenever we talk about draft picks. 
and then you possibly having to go and get guys that are good. Yeah, you because you have a short, a certain window that you can win with. A lot of times when you have these teams or you have the talent like a Jared Goff and you have a talent like Todd Gurley, Aaron Donald, Brandon Cooks, and so on, you have a window where you have you can f- like fit all these guys under your salary cap and it works. So you go and you acquire as much talent as possible to win. And I feel as though we look at trading draft picks the wrong way like let's say for example if you looked at if you view this trade from the lens of okay maybe Jalen if we traded the 2020 first round pick a 2021 first round pick and then a 2021 fourth round pick look at it as okay well maybe Jalen Ramsey equates to be the 2020 first round pick and the other two picks are pretty much to move up and go get him or some way to go and acquire the pick then it doesn't seem as bad but it's like there's no guarantee that any player you really go and get in the NFL draft is going to be as good as Jalen Ramsey, especially if you're in need of somebody to fill that position right away. Because the Rams, I mean, even from the draft draft standpoint, dude. Yeah, they, I mean, you're drafting for right now. Or, like, you know, you're not you're trading for right now. You're not drafting for the future. It's literally yeah. what's happening. Yeah. So I think, yeah, I think it was a good move. Uh, you know, we'll see how much that helps this defense out, um, especially with you guys picking up that linebacker as well. I, I know Clay Matthews Kenny is out o. right still. So I don't know. It's, uh, I think the defense is gonna it's gonna be a revamp week. It's gonna be a learning week as well. And who else better to do it against than the Falcons? I agree. I totally agree on that. So. <laughs> In that regard, so Nick, you said you had the Rams spread. You you said you picked the money line, and what was your over under? I picked the over. The over, okay. Yeah. Rudy, how, how, what are you what are you looking like? What are you what are you feeling? Um, I want to start off by saying this one's for Stan. Um, <laughs> I'm going to take the Rams. Uh, taking the minus three is absolutely fine. Uh, I would probably push and maybe take a minus six and a half. I think they're winning by a touchdown or more. Um, I'm going to take the over on the score. The, the Falcons defense can't hold water. It's actually <laughs> one of the worst things I've ever seen in my life. I'm being so serious. They made they made Marcus Mariota look like Johnny Unitas. So I know that they're not a very good unit <laughs> to go against. I think golf wants to sort of, you know, shake off the 78 yard performance. I think McVay and the Rams are something to prove because, you know, it's not a must win per se, because you have a, a good record, but it's, it's as close to a must win as you can get when the Seahawks beat you. Technically the 49ers beat you. You're behind. People are losing faith. You want to prove you're the same team. You went out and made this big move. So I think the Rams come out motivated. They cover everything on the minus three side. That's that's actually ridiculous. If you don't take a minus three on the Rams against the Falcons, like I, I don't know. What the, we need to have a talk. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know what's wrong with you at this point. The Falcons <laughs> you are need absolute. To, you dumpster. need to go to an AA meeting. Hundred <laughs> percent. The Falcons are dumpster dudes. Dumpster dudes. They drafted 18 offensive linemen just to watch Matt Ryan still get hit as many times. I don't understand. They don't run the ball. They, yeah. It's a mess in Atlanta. Like The coaching staff needs to go. Certain players need to go. They might just need to hit the reset button. You know, oh, you're, you're paying yeah. a guy at a position the highest that anyone else at his position is getting, and he can't score touchdowns. You know, yeah. you know how frustrating that is? That's like the Wizards signing John Wall to that huge contract. Like, Oi. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that one's that's an that's, albatross. 
Yeah, that's uh, that's a tough subject. They they were hoodwinked, duped, deceived, bamboozled, <laughs> led astray. I'm getting this one. I have to. I'm going to get this one. I'm getting that one. I'm putting that in there. <laughs> we have been hoodwinked, bamboozled, led astray, run amok, and flat out deceived. You, gotta, you also got to clip in a thing of Rose Bar for us. 100%. Uh, but nobody can I'm see old, that. Uh, Nobody's going to be able to see the Rose Bar part. One night. That was John Wall's stomping grounds. Oh, my gosh. I'm pretty sure the Wizards held training camp at Rose Bar. So at sure Rose Bar on the, on the rooftop. Quick funny story, though. The one, t- one of the few times me and Nick actually decided to go to Rose Bar, we didn't see John Wall there. Like, we saw – who was it, Nick? We saw well, – Bradley Beal. No, we saw Victor Oladipo. We saw Vitor Oladipo, Oladipo was there, yeah, it, walking it was the, out. It was the most random thing when we went to yeah. Rose Bar. We see Vitor Oladipo there and d- didn't actually see John Wall. I haven't seen John Wall any oh, of the time I've been. But you know why? It was the All-Star break. That's why Victor Oladipo was there. <laughs> Come yeah. on. Yeah, that was the All-Star break. <laughs> that was, actually. I remember now. Because I remember yeah, we were like, why is he in town? Charlotte at a bar down there. Gotcha. Yeah. True, true. Okay, so the next game we got on tap here is the Dolphins and the Bills. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Okay, now this... This offensive explosion. This is where the spread... Because I feel like we've, the first two ones, we got we kind of got a little easy on those ones. Now, this is where we get a little a little bit more tricky, okay? Because... Tricky? Yeah, a little bit more tricky, bro, because think about it. It's a 17-point spread. Oh, it's gosh, a 17-point spread? 17-point spread. Nick, I'm yeah, saying... Yeah, yeah. But no, here's the thing. I'm not taking that. Here's the thing. Who are you? Are you betting for the Dolphins to lose by seventeen or more, or or to lose by seven under seventeen? I'm going with the Dolphins losing under seventeen, just because Josh Allen can't throw three touchdowns. This will be the game I, that somehow Josh take, Allen runs for three hundred. I'm going to take those odds because the Dolphins. No, they no. They lost I mean, by one point last no. week. To, Put some respect on the Dolphins' name, Nick. You know what? Put Wait, it's Fitzmagic. It's Fitzmagic starting next week. He is. Oh yeah, man, Fitzmagic is getting the start. They're they're gonna be there, bro. They're gonna be in this game. I might really bet on this. <laughs> Do I really want to bet on this you, game? This is like, like I'm putting fifty on black. Fifty on black. Uh, <laughs> I'm betting the money line. I'm betting the money line. Bro, it's plus 900. It's 17. It's plus 800. And there's over 40. Let's I see, do I see 900 on my spread right here. Oh. It doesn't I, matter. Here's I, the thing. What's, this is what we're going to do, people. Listen to Expo. Good hell. We're going to could do none of these things. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Don't Don't bet this game. If you only bet, just bet the winner of the game to be the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> Bro, but there's money at stake here, Nick. The people need to hear your opinion. They need a choice. You can't be bi- bilateral on this one. you got to make a yeah, choice. Yeah, but this is a real sloppy Joe of a game. Thank you. It is. But yeah, this is this is a real ham fist of a game. I don't like this. These are the ones like that people need us the most. This is how you lose all the money in your betting account. Yeah, this is how this game this is, is how, how that happens. This is how like Fitz Magic just randomly shows up and throws three touchdown passes with like you know three minutes to go and then blows the spread and then you break a TV. The Conor exactly. McGregor. Fitz He's going to throw three touchdowns to a Madden my player because we don't know any of the wide receiver <laughs> names on the Dolphins. <laughs> 
All right. So let me. Okay. So let me get this straight. So are you? No, I know Albert Wilson. That's it. I know Albert Wilson. Yes, Albert Albert Wilson. Wilson. He was a rookie last year. He had a no until he got hurt. No. (laughs) Back me up. Brendan. He was. Yeah, Albert Wilson's actually. He, you can back him up as much as you want. That doesn't mean I know who he is. <laughs> you said Albert who? Wilson. Oh, man. Wait, so. Uh, that guy works at the state farm down the street. So, so let me get this clear. Rudy, you're taking the Dolphins spread, so you're taking them to, to cover the 17 points? I am, because I just feel like they're going to ruin everyone's day. All right, Nick, what about you? Because that's what they do. But, uh, but again, I advise I'll not t- to bet on this game. Yeah, I said it first. I said, yeah, don't said that first. Don't bet on it, but I'm saying I said, don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. But if, what you if-, had, if you had to do it and, you know, you got an Italian mobster looking after you, take, take your boys down there in Miami to cover 17 points. Now because the money Josh, Josh Allen couldn't throw a rock in the ocean. Goodness, man! Come on. He could. He's not that bad. I think we're like talking him up like he's Jameis Winston. Oh, we'll get to Jameis. But okay, so now the money line is the tricky part because if it's a plus nine hundred or put whichever one you're seeing or that we're seeing here, plus nine hundred, plus eight hundred money line for the Dolphins, wouldn't you be enticed to bet the money on the Dolphins to win the game possibly? If it's a plus nine hundred return. Brandon, you go ahead and put $5 on it and then call me on Sunday. <laughs> I might do it. You think I'm playing? All right. All right. That's, what is that? $45? What's, what do you get out of that win? A plus 900 odds? Yeah, I think that'd be $45. Yeah, $45? Good Shoot, hell, go put 100 bucks on it. Sorry. <laughs> I'm doing so well. You were doing so well, Rudy. What are you taking and the money line? Are you are you putting any money on the Dolphins for the money line? Hell no. (laughs) (laughs) I'd much rather set my money on fire. (laughs) Okay, so Mark Rudy takes the Bills at minus fifteen (laughs) hundred. Yeah, yeah, bro. I'll put in like all the money in my bank account for that minus fifteen hundred to make like three dollars and twenty seven cents. (laughs) <laughs> oh, because man. you getting me to bet any amount of money on the Miami uh, Cuttlefish is not yeah. gonna happen. Didn't we rename them? What was it? The Miami Minnows? Yeah, we, we renamed them a lot of times. They're like the canned tuna. <laughs> I forgot. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> oh man. Okay. So then the over under. What are you guys taking? Over under set at forty. <laughs> Under? under? Didn't I, say, didn't <laughs> I just mark? say under? I heard myself say under. Oh, man. I, I don't know. <laughs> There's a question mark after mine, if that helps any of the people listening to this. It's under with a question mark. That's about how confident I am in this game. Oh, gosh. This is about to be so ugly. Yo, that's 20, that's 20 points each team. Uh, you expect Josh Allen to score 20 points? I'm going to take the over. All right. you, expect, you expect that to happen? I'm taking over. The Bills have one of the best defenses in the league. Fitzmagic can True. you know do his thing, but they have a great defense. So you're going to expect the Bills to score the lion's share of that forty, and that's not happening. I believe in the McGregor. I believe in the in the. I, I have a feeling. Who do you keep calling McGregor? Fitzpatrick? 
Yes. No, bro. He. That's they're not alike. I'm gonna call you bro. the moment they lose. It, I, it's First fine. Off, it's fine. Like the lose. moment. Hey, they, listen. Did you hear one. him jinx? Almost jinx my Washington spread last week. <laughs> Don't blame that on me. Blame it on him. <laughs> Let the hate flow through you. Put that on yourself. Don't put that on me. Now, let's go to Jacksonville and the Bengals. So, Jackson, oh, Jack, yeah, they're three and a half point favorites. Jacksonville is the money line set at minus one eighty in favor of Jacksonville. Jacksonville, and then the Bengals are plus one sixty, and the over under set at forty four points. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Rudy, how are you feeling about the spread? You said 44? No, the spread is at three and a half points. Oh, Jacksonville's covering that every day of the week and twice on Sunday. First off, so we'll I don't know how this is a conversation. Why? Because the Red Rocket's involved. Did you bring Cincinnati up in the conversation? Yeah, yeah, man, the Red yeah. Rocket. Bro, they're, they are, like, purposely, like, tanking. They're going for Tua. <laughs> yeah, they're going for Tua, 110%. Thank you for Tua. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, sorry, Rudy, you finish. I'll, I'll – sorry. I mean, you know, the Red Rocket, Andy Dalton. Will no longer be there. Yeah, I mean, they dra- just drafted a kid from North Carolina State last year. They like him enough. So I think they're tanking, but not necessarily for Tua. Um, but I agree with Nick. This is this is a terrible question. The Jaguars are going to win probably by more than three, but the negative three is, is safe for all those that need to know. Uh, the point spread was what, 44, 45? Yeah, it's 44 points for the over-under. That's Yeah, I'm going to go with the under on this one too. The Jaguars don't score a lot of points, and the Bengals aren't going to score a lot of points against the Jaguars, so I'm going under on that one. All right, Nick, how are you feeling, over-under? or What am I going to do here? I'm going to take uh, – I mean, I, I don't really like betting the over-under. That's just me. That's I just um, – but if I had to take it, we're taking the um, – we'll take the over because the Bengals are going to have to get their like offense some type of life. Um, I think Boyd's coming. I think Boyd's playing this week. Is Boyd playing this week? I believe so. Either way, um, nonetheless, just take Jacksonville and take yeah. Put yeah. 
take Jacksonville. Yeah, that's just, that's, that should be the end <laughs> that's of you what I have to, That's what I have to say is. Hmm. I, I, I do want to know, wasn't A.J. Green only supposed to be out for, like, a couple of weeks, right? He was only supposed to be out for six like weeks. eight weeks. It was eight weeks? Yeah, he might be getting traded here soon, too. Yeah, I saw that. I, I, I read that report. I was wondering when they're going to pull the trigger on that because, I mean, I, he hasn't been able to finish a season healthy since, I don't know. I, I don't Georgia? Know. Bush? <laughs> Maybe so. I It's been a minute. I I think in regards to this, I'm going to definitely take the Jaguar spread. I'm going to take the money line, and then I'll take the over. See, these over-unders, man, they always are tough because this will be the game Gardner Minshew reverts back into his prime self. Uncle Rico, baby. <laughs> you know he can throw a football over the mountain. He can. You gotta, he can. You got to have faith in Uncle Rico, all right? The mustache. Yo, just like honestly take the Jaguars. The over-unders was giving me a problem. The forty-four. Point. Believe in the stash. I'm going over. I believe in the in the mustache. Y'all talked me into it. I'm going down. Under. I don't know why I talked you into it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why we just did that, but good job. Hey, Gardner. Gardner's going for four touchdowns, bro. Oh, all right. He is, bro. I saw him on Monday Night Football. Dude looked amazing. Okay, now here's this is actually a good one. Minnesota Vikings and the Detroit Lions. The Vikings are favored by one and a half points. The money line set at minus 125 for the Vikings and plus 105 for the Lions. And the over-under set at 45. So, Nick, how are you feeling about this one? I think Kirk Cousins and that offense is really turning things around. I think you take Minnesota here. Oh, the like the Lions are probably going out for like you know some revenge off of like getting a hose last week. Yes. Or this week. Incredibly. Poor guys. <laughs> Poor guys. No, I take the Vikings. So you're taking the Vikings on the spread, money line, the whole nine? Let's take the Vikings uh, for the spread. You play the over 45 and a half and take the money line on Detroit. All right, Rudy, how you feeling? What was the spread? The spread is one 45 point. points. Oh, yeah, sorry. The no, spread is one, one and a half. Point. Mm. If it was 45 points, take the Lions. <laughs> yeah, I, was, um, I don't know because this is another, like, knuckleball of a game. Both of these defenses are really good. I'm actually on the opposite side of Nick here, though, because I think this is where Kirk Cousins shows his true colors again. Wow. Um, I think the, the Lions are pretty pissed off. The Lions are a team that in all actuality could be undefeated right now, <laughs> but they're not. Uh, they got hoed last week on national television, which I, I hope everyone saw that. They literally just were roughed out of the game. And they were. It has an unfortunate circumstance with uh, the Kansas City Chiefs the week prior after putting up another solid performance. So I think this will be the week for Detroit that they finally break through because you can't have so many solid performances and not eventually win, especially when you have a liability like Kirk Cousins on the field. So I'm going to go with that. I will take the Lions because it will be plus 1.5. I'm going to take the Lions with that. I'm going to take Moneyline Lions, and I'm going to go 
surprisingly over on the points. I want to say under, but I'm going to go over because I think Matthew Stafford will be able to score. Uh, yeah, I, I said over too. I, it's two high-powered offenses, to be honest. And Matthew Stafford's probably going to like, like I said, want his revenge story. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I feel I think I fall more in line with you on here, Rudy. I, the for me, I feel as though. The Vikings are just a weird team, man. They're just so inconsistent. It's just like one week Kirk Cousins remembers that he was getting paid how much he gets paid and that he's supposed to be good. And then the next week it's like, oh, we'll do nothing but hand the ball off to Dalvin Cook and I won't throw for more than more than 10 times in a game. And so I, there's times I just don't – the Vikings offense, I just don't trust it. So I'm probably going to take the Lions on the spread, especially because I feel like for two such two close teams – I, I would rather get paid more on my money. And then on the money line, I'd probably take the money line on the, the Lions as well. Now, the over-under, because the defenses are so good, that's where I'm a little stumped because 45, I don't remember the Packers and Lions didn't even cover that this past week because the Packers and Lions was 22-21, right? So that was that's 43 points. So I probably would actually take the under on that, me personally. Because I don't trust the Vikings to really score points like that, and if and I think the Vikings defense potential has potential to be better than the Packers, so I think I'll probably take. Oh wow! Yeah, I think I probably take the under on that. And the Packer, I think the Vikings have a better running game, so I think a lot of time that's going to run a lot of time off the clock. Next game is going to be the Packers and Raiders. Raiders surprisingly good, three and two, surprisingly good team. The game's going to be at Lambeau, and the Packers are favored by four and a half points on the spread. The money line's at 250 for the Packers, and it's at plus 210 for the Raiders. And the over-under set at 47 points. So, Rudy, what are you thinking you're going to be, what are you thinking in regards to what you're going to be taking here? I would first like to say that I am not surprised the Raiders are good. I remember months ago, I'm pretty sure Rashad, I'm calling Rashad out, yes, Call me crazy for saying that I thought that they had at least a chance to compete in their division. And look at them competing in their division. I think they don't have as bad of a roster as a lot of people tried to make it seem. I think that Derek Carr is a better quarterback than a lot of people try to make him seem. And I don't even know why people have beef with Derek Carr. He's done nothing to anyone. And as crazy as Gruden is, as worked up as he gets, as many weird sound bites that he gives us, he is a good coach. He's not Jay Gruden. This is John, the one that went to the Super Bowl and is a very respected coach. So I'm not really surprised the Raiders are good. I actually think the Raiders win this game because the Packers do this. The Packers will win a game and, and be like, yeah, these guys are a contender and then turn around and lose to like the Raiders. <laughs> It's I'm kinda, being serious. It's a theme with them. <laughs> that was before they had a defense, though. I mean, the Raiders have a defense, too. And you have to understand that, like, the defense that the Packers have is great and all, but the Raiders have a very talented tight end. The Packers have not gone against a team with a very talented tight end, and tight end is one of the harder positions for a defensive secondary to cover because you're usually asking linebackers or a slot corner who's a lot smaller to guard them. They also have Josh Jacobs, who's a very talented running back and a very big threat out of the backfield catching. I just like the matchups 
that the Raiders can potentially have. I know the Packers defense has improved. I know Aaron Rodgers is everybody's guy, but I really think the Raiders are probably going to win. So I would go with the plus on the Raiders, obviously, the money line on the Raiders. As far as points, I'm going to go, what was the, the total point amount? You said the point amount was 47. That's hard because I could see a game like this <laughs> being like 27 to 21 <laughs> or something like that. Oh, so no. I'm. Uh, it is I'm a tough gonna one. Go with, I'm going to go with the Raiders just because I think the Raiders have better options on offense than the Lions do, and the Lions are able to score in the 20s. So I'll go over. Okay. Okay. Nick, what do you think? We're talking. You're talking about the Raiders? Rudy? Yeah, the Raiders. Okay, all right. You're all right. Put down the weed. <laughs> I'm talking about the Raiders that beat the Colts. Oh beat my the lord! Listen, the Raiders are not a bad team. They will lose to the Packers. They will lose to the Packers. The Packers will also cover this five and a half point spread, and you take the over at forty-seven. Mm. That's, that's my only hard. question for you. Is, did you have them losing? Did you have them losing to the Bears too? Who? The Raiders. No, I had them beating the Raiders. I had them beating the Bears because Mitch Trubisky wasn't playing that week. That makes a difference. To you. <laughs> yep. That was the thing that moved the needle. Yeah. I'm Mitch sure Trubisky. I might gotta... be able to complete more passes than Mitch Trubisky. Hey, they. <laughs> but all right. So you're telling me you would have rather picked oh, Bears with their second string quarterback? They've looked Mitch better Trubisky. offensively with they've looked better offensively with Chase Daniel than they have with Mitch Trubisky. They have scored more points in every game Chase Daniel has played than they did with Mitch Trubisky starting. No, Mitch Trubisky took them to the playoffs. Mr. Yeah, Mitch Trubisky pretty bad. Their defense took them to the playoffs. Mitch Trubisky took a ride. Yep, that's all it needed, really. So. uh yeah, Mr. I don't. Really I don't. Bad, bro. Hey, I picked the Raiders, but I'm. T- but like, what is your like reasoning behind? Never mind. We're not. I'm not gonna get. No, it. I, I can explain. I think that the Raiders are a sneaky good team. You know this. The, it's better than the Packers. Like, I'm not saying they're better than the Packers. I'm okay, saying do the Packers. I'm saying due to Packers history, due to the way that they are as a team, and due to Matt Lafleur. As their head coach, he was the Titans' offensive coordinator last year. They were number twenty-seventh in the league scoring. The Packers are no light show when it comes to scoring this season. Although he's supposed to be a great offensive mind, this is a game that I think the Raiders can upset the Packers in, just because you're overlooking them. The same thing happened when they played the Colts. The same thing happened when they played the Bears. Those are upset wins. No one expected the Raiders to win those games. You might have, but no one expected the Raiders to win those games. They went to Indianapolis and beat the Colts. And then they beat the Bears on a neutral field in, in, in London. No, but they got spanked in Minnesota, and they got spanked in Kansas City. So it's like when they're playing real teams with real starting quarterbacks with real experience, they're getting spanked. Hey. When they play legit, like legit, real quarterbacks, Kansas City, and I'll even call Kirk Cousins a real quarterback in this situation. All they right, got let's spanked. Not get ahead of ourselves. Because, look, they couldn't hold they, – they, Minnesota put up 34 points against the Raiders. And you were Again, sitting there saying they've had better performances since then. But they played like 
Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T R Y L I F E M D.com. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial, LLC, member SIPC. Listen, they everyone. Played the, they played the Bears and the Colts after those games. Those but, games listen, but, but listen, like, we just talked about this. The Bears didn't have their starting quarterback. Like Mitch Trubisky not being there doesn't change how many points the Bears are going to score. <laughs> so I don't accept that. I don't accept that whatsoever. He's not a good quarterback. He's not good. I can understand if this was like us arguing about the Jets with like Luke Falk and Sam Darnold. This is literally us arguing about two yellow bananas, which one's fresher. <laughs> like it's the same freaking thing. Like Mitch Trubisky is not good. Like I, if if anything, I get through to you in this conversation. Me and you no, do not listen. have to agree no, about the I, Raiders and I'm the Packers. Not, but I won't agree. We need to football. agree that Mitch Trubisky is an awful quarterback. <laughs> he, I did he, say he was a good quarterback. I didn't say he Rex good. Grossman. <laughs> no, it oh, didn't boy. come out of my mouth that he was a good quarterback. I'm just saying that. Listen, you're not comparing exactly, but you, you. This is your thing. You're like you're putting up like an offense that's not strong at all and comparing them to the Green Bay Packers right now. But to be fair, the Green Bay Packers' offense hasn't been great this year either, though. And that's what I'm saying. The Packers' offense isn't that good. Because they're winning doesn't mean they have a good offense. It just means that they're able to pull through in the clutch moments because Aaron Rodgers is clutch and the defense is improved. Their offense is not good by any measure. All right. All right. We'll see Sunday. And right. then I'll call you at like, 4 o'clock. Very, I'll, it looks very I'm gonna, good. Yeah, against I'm going to call you at 15 when Green Bay beats the Raiders. So I'm guessing, okay. Nick, I mean, you're taking I just think what I'm saying is I think it's a closer game than people think, and I do think the Raiders can win. All right, so, Nick, I'm guessing you're taking the spread in the money line. And what are you taking, the over or the under on the 47 points? Over. Okay, I'm going to – my belief here, I think the Packers are going to win this one since it's at Lambeau. I think they'll cover that spread of four and a half points. I don't like it, and it's honestly. it's getting cold out. It's getting cold. It's getting buried. Those L.A. guys in Oakland, they're not ready for this. They're not ready for the cold. Vegas. Sir. They are. They are still. Well, they're practicing. Still, the Oakland Raiders, they're not even changed to the Vegas Raiders. 
Not yet, no. But All right, they, they will be the Vegas Raiders. Well, right now, what's their name? The Gruden Raiders. Right. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to take the Packers spread, and I'm going to take – I'll, I'll take the money line with the Packers, and I'll bet the over on this one. Now, the next game we do have is the Texans and the Colts, which is surprising. It was really, really interesting to me, I feel like, because it's a divisional game, of course. And I feel like the Colts are that team that can catch anybody lacking for real, for real. And all this hype going on about Deshaun Watson at this point in time after they beat the Chiefs, I think it's setting it up to be just that. But the betting odds will show you that people in Vegas actually are kind of aware of the hype and are betting evenly on both teams because it spreads even for both teams. And the money line is at minus 110 for both and the over-under set at 47.5. So actually, I'll go first on this one. And I'll say... I. I, in truth, I think that Colts defense is real, man. It's a real, it's a real de- defense, and I think they give people fits a lot of times. That's why that's what the reason that's the result of their three and two record. And I think that it would most likely have me leaning towards taking because most of the time I take these picks based off of who the better quarterback is and who I just think is more poised to win. And I think Deshaun Watson, he's having an MVP caliber year, so I'll take the. Texans on the spread and the money line. And for the over under, I'll actually take uh, 47 and a half, 47 and a half. I'll take the, I'll take the under, I'll, I'll take the under. I think I'll take the under on this one. All right. Not bad idea. It's okay. Take the Houston Texans. Take the under. Nah, take the over. All right, Rudy, how about you? I agree with everything Nick said. I'm taking the over. I'm taking the Texans to win. I'm taking the Texans. Oh, I mean, it's even, so that doesn't really matter. But Texans, Texans, Texans. Deshaun Watson is a very talented young quarterback. He has qualities that Jacoby Brissett does not. He will win the game for his team. And I'm taking over because this, I think this game is like a 28-24 sort of thing or like a 35 23 type of affair they're gonna score over that okay next game is the cardinals and the giants and the spread is in favor of the giants and they're favored by minus three points money line set at 160 for the giants one plus 140 for the cardinals and the over under is at 51 points so nick mm. let me let me see what you what you feeling bro the, the what, what are your bets looking like let's take uh i think i took the giants Pretty sure I did. Giants, and then they'll cover the spread of three points. Take an under of 50. I don't know what offenses we think we're playing with here, but the defense are pretty me. strong. When I so, saw that, when I saw that that over under, I'm like, dude, who's 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 playing in this game? All right, Rudy, how about you? Wait, Nick, which um, money which money line did you take for real quick? Which money line did you decide to take? I took the Giants. You took the Giants. Okay. What are you you thinking? It's not a game to watch to start off with. (laughs) I'm not going to voluntarily watch this football game. I actually am going to go with the Cardinals. I like Kyler Murray. Daniel Jones has been playing, you know, fairly good, you know, better than expectations on my end. But, uh, 
I really like I think the Cardinals are starting to get like comfortable with who they are. I think they're starting to mesh into their offense a little bit better. I know air raid isn't really supposed to work in the NFL, but it sort of is. They've been able to put up a good amount of points on a lot of solid teams. They put up twenty seven against the Lions. They put up uh well, the Falcons aren't a solid team, but they put up thirty four, twenty six. They've had a lot of games that they've been able to break the 20 barrier and some games that they've been able to get in the high 20s and 30s. I think they're getting better. I think the team is better. So I'm going to take them. I'm going to take their money line. And I'm actually going to take the over simply because I don't think either of these defenses are that good. I'm being serious. I don't think either of these defenses are that good. I'm not saying that each team gets to the 40s, but I could easily see a team being in the 30s and one being in the 20s. I mean... The Cardinals' defense isn't that great. Sure. And I think that the Giants are going to have to be able to keep up with the Cardinals scoring. So I can see it going over 51 points just because the teams aren't that good. Mm-hmm. True. Okay. I'm I'm pretty much agreeing with you here, Rudy. I'm taking the Cardinals spread. I'm taking the money line. But I'm taking the under on it because I just – I, I like I do like Kyler Murray, Kyler Murray too, and he's looked really good recently. But I'd still, in terms of fifty-one points, is a lot of points. That's like a Patrick Mahomes over/under kind of kind of game. That's I think that was similar to the over/under he had when they played the the Ravens. So I I still don't trust it to that degree. So I'll probably go the under in my book. So the next game we got is the 49ers in Washington with the 49ers nine and a half point. What the, the next. heck was that? Next. Did you next. sneeze? Nope. Next. Nah, bro, you got to place a bet. Yeah. There's nothing impressive about this. Next. So you, we just, we're just doing it. Okay, so what's the over-under on this? Can Niners. Next. Niners. 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 That's the what's answer the to that spread? question. Niners. What's, what's the spread? 41.5 points. Oh, sorry. It's nine and a half points for the spread. So, Niners. Yep, Niners. Okay, what about the 40-something points. I'll take the over. You'll take the over? I think the Niners, I mean, they scored 30 on Cleveland. And Facts. the Redskins' defense is terrible. And I'm sure the Redskins will score, like, two pity touchdowns. So, over. All right, um, Nick, how about you? Yep. Just do everything that Rudy just said. <laughs> because it's true. It's like, I said take the Niners. You take the Niners. And then you take ten and a half point spread, and then you take the over forty one points. Okay, all right, cool. I probably, we're, I'm pretty, pretty sure we're all in agreement here. So now the game that <laughs> there shouldn't there shouldn't be an argument. If there is, come talk to me. <laughs> so, Titans and Chargers. Um... <laughs> oh no! Yeah. Uh, so... The Chargers need a win. I'll take this one. <laughs> <laughs> I've been waiting for this moment. Your one shining moment? 1,000%. This is my one shining moment. Please give me the numbers. Okay, so the Titans are favored by two points. Oh, oh are they? <laughs> All right. They're favored by two points. And the money line is... Are you the, crying? I'm not. Yes, I'm not. he is. Because he, he, know, he knows what's about to happen. <laughs> So the Titans are favored by two points. Okay. And the money line is minus 135 for the, char- uh, for the Titans and plus 115 on the Chargers. 
And the over-under, wow. oh my gosh, the over-under is at 39 and a half points. Yo, they're take pretty all, much, they're literally calling you guys money. trash. So, uh, so I've gathered my breath here and I've, I've listened to the things that you've said. <laughs> Chargers, unequivocally. Chargers, 1,000%. Chargers. The Chargers. Did you guys, who going. did you guys, who did you guys just name as your starting quarterback? We're, we're not, look, I'll get into that. Because this is about to get ugly. <laughs> Titans by two. They can't even score two points. They put up goose egg against the Broncos last week. Brian Tannehill, a.k.a. the Brady Killer, is the starting <laughs> quarterback. The Brady Killer. This week. And I am just, I am just emotionally, un- I'm not invested in this team anymore. I don't even care. I, <laughs> this season is so awful. I couldn't put I, I can't put into words how the disappointment that I feel. I'm sure Nick sort of has some sort of vibe to that, but his team is at least winning these last couple of weeks. So that feels a little bit better. And his is like injury related. Mine is just terrible quarterback play and terrible offensive play calling in general. Anyone that thinks the Titans is winning a game by more than one point and that game is decided because we got a safety and the other team didn't score is on drugs. This team can't score for anything. So, no, they're not going to win. Chargers by a million. They're going to win. Oh, my. over because the Chargers are going to score like 30 points somehow on a defense that's somehow number six, but is going to give up all the yards and all the points. So, take the over. Titans lose. Ryan Tannehill looks like Ryan Tannehill. Uh, Draft Jalen Hurts. Draft Jalen Hurts. Oh my God! Wow. Nick, I go, love it. Uh, go ahead, Nick. What, what do you? What do you? Uh, no comment. <laughs> oh, no, no comment. Uh, I plead the fifth. Uh, whatever doesn't piss Rudy off anymore. Nick, no, I need your honesty. If you think the Titans are going to win, let it be known. Say it. I need real rap raw on this podcast. No, don't filter. say that, Nick. I, you, you have a college education. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you disrespect your school? Uh, I'm, I'm gonna take the <coughs> Chargers, and um, we're just gonna go from there. I don't, I don't wanna, I don't wanna have to answer any more questions. Please, What's and over thank under. You. God bless. It's under 39 points. And then you take two point spread on the Chargers. I can't believe it's two points. You take all your money. All of it, and put it all on the Chargers. Wait, so you took Double the down. under? Yeah, I took the over. The Titans oh, can't score. <laughs> yeah, no, I took the under. Yeah, what are you talking about? Don't make me double guess myself here. I know what hey, I. Hey, you want to know how many points the Titans scored in the last two weeks of football? How much? Less seven. Than Charlie Chandler. Seven. They've scored seven points in eight quarters of football. That's <laughs> less than a point a quarter. 39 and a half points, though. I, I don't, okay. <laughs> I don't understand what you're so confused about. 39 Tennessee, and a half points is a given. The part about the Tennessee Titans organization is their defense. Chargers probably score 20 or less. That means you expect the Tennessee Titans to score 19 to 20 points with Brian Tannehill? At quarterback? You got a lot of faith there, Brennan. 
When he's healthy. Oh my god. <laughs> All right, next. <laughs> next. Okay, so I'm pretty much in agreement, but I think they'll go I I think they'll hit the over. I I genuinely believe they'll hit the over. So when this game ends 11 to, to 3, I'm going to call you. <laughs> when it ends 20 to 21, I will call both of you. I want I want that phone you, call. All right. I all want right. that phone call. If they score 20 points, I want you to call me and express mail me an L. <laughs> if the Titans score 20 points this weekend, I will send you a picture of me eating a denim jacket. <laughs> Denim jacket. Not only a jacket, a denim jacket. A denim jacket. I love it. I love it. Okay, so the next game is the Saints and the Bears. And the Saints are plus three favorites on the spread. The money line's at plus 160 for the Saints. Actually, no, sorry, sorry. The the Bears are favored, minus three. The money line's minus 180 on the Bears and the the money line's plus 160 on the Saints, and the over-under is set at 38 points. Goodness gracious. I'll go first on this one, and I will say, oh, that's 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 rough. That's ill. Ill. I think Teddy Bridgewater is still better than any quarterback the Bears can go ahead and roll out there. And <laughs> if I'm being real with you, I'm being so serious. And this, the Saints have a legitimate defense, so actually, I, I will actually bet – on this game all across the board on the Saints because the money line is at plus 160. So I would actually take that. Now, the over-under, I don't see any because Teddy Bridgewater is just such a safe quarterback. I, oof, oof. And Mr. Bisky's playing? Is he? I'm I'm asking. I mean, if If, he's playing, then I'm definitely taking the Saints. Well, if, if he's playing, I'm taking the under. If it's at forty, it's at thirty-eight points. I'm, yeah, if he's playing, I am definitely taking the under. I, I kid you not. I'm, well, he's gonna go like eight for thirty. So yeah, bro, he's gonna like he's gonna miss every check down in the world. Like his his one completion is gonna be to himself off a batted pass. Like I just see it all happening now. So I'm gonna take the the. Wow, that's so hard to do. But I'm gonna take the under on thirty-eight points. So yeah, it's the Bears defense. You got to think of that too. Yeah. The, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. Take the Saints. Take three and a half boys spread. Take the under and done. All right, Rudy. I would first like to say that Mitch Trubisky is only a starting quarterback in the era of leather helmets in the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> He's so bad. And they took him over Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes. You know oh how mad God. the Bears are. This Bruh. is the guy you get. All right, but enough of that. Um, I'm going to take the same. I mean, he's not wrong. <laughs> he's not. That's he's kills not you. He's not wrong he's not at all. Wrong. Oh, I'm my gonna God. I'm going to take the Saints. Uh, I'm going to take the under because, you know, the Saints didn't score that many points against the Jaguars this past weekend. I, I think it's going to be the same type of game. The Saints' defense is just good enough to disrupt whoever they put. I, I mean, if Chase Daniels back there, we might have ourselves a game. But if Mitch is back there, it's going to be like two picks and like a two-for-17 game. Hope David Montgomery breaks free. Facts. Okay, and then the next game we have is Ravens and Seahawks. And, ooh, yeah, the Seahawks are favored. This is actually a pretty hard game to pick, I feel like. The Seahawks are favored minus three and a half how, points. How is it? How's a hard game to pick? Let me let me finish giving you the stats here. No, but the Seahawks wait, are favored wait, minus three and a half. Quarterback points. Quarterback for Baltimore. 
Minus three and a half points on the spread. Money line is minus 175 on the Seahawks. And then the over-under set at 49. And the money line for the Ravens plus 155. Nick, since you want to go so bad, go ahead. He picked the Seahawks. Stop <laughs> uh, hard. Lamar Jackson's uh, he's a you know he's right there next to uh, Mitch Trubisky in my book. So Nick, what football are you watching? I'm watching a quarterback who can't throw touchdown passes. Nick, 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 Nick. No, 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 no. What you just okay. did. What you just did in equating Mitch Trubisky. I was joking, everyone. Relax. You don't make those kind of jokes, Nick. That's a that is a that's a farce. It's okay. Relax. That is just grotesque. Goose Fraba, everyone. Goose Fraba. Now, all right. But you do take the Seahawks in this game. Uh, Russell Wilson's looking like a true MVP candidate right now, and uh, you take the Seahawks, even though they just got. Marcus Peters are there in Baltimore. I think they're still going to be like having an identity crisis there in their secondary. So, yeah. Take the Seahawks. Then you take the three and a half points. And then you take the over, the 49 and a half points. All right, Rudy, how about you? Everything Nick said, I agree with. I actually agree. had to make a vote. Today, yep. Um, if we had to take a vote today, Russell Wilson is my MVP so far. He's made throws that other people can't, and he's won some games for his team down the stretch. Uh, I'm going to take the over because I think there's going to be points scored. This Ravens defense isn't really as good as everyone is saying it is. Been exposed a couple times, especially against the run with Nick Chubb, and you know the Seahawks do like to establish the run with Carson and some of those other boys they got out there. So I'm going to go with Seahawks. I'm going to take them in the spread. I'm going to go with the over, mid, mid-level, mid mid-line, all that, everything Seahawks. Okay, so Nick, this is for your information. So Lamar Jackson. If you have any positive things to say about Lamar Jackson, just mute me and talk to, and talk to Rudy. Nick, Lamar Jackson literally is completing 65% of his passes – has thrown for eleven touchdowns to five interceptions. He has a, how many interceptions does Russell Wilson throw? None. Zero. Stop. How many interceptions does Tom Brady throw, Nick? Uh, I don't oh, know. Oh yeah, he's he's thrown Not everybody's thrown no interceptions. Like Patrick Mahomes has thrown an interception. Patrick Mahomes throws chuck and ducks. Like what are you talking about? Patrick Mahomes throws the ball off his back foot running to the left and throws it to the other side of the field. Same like Lamar Jackson. Everybody's like, oh, my God, Madden. Like, no, that is like your wide receiver just bailed you out. It's it's common sense football, but people on social media are sitting here like bugging out over like some dude throwing the ball against his back shoulder and the receiver jumping over and bagging a cornerback when the ball could easily get picked off. Nick, did Patrick Mahomes throw 50 touchdowns last year? Oh, how did we get back on? To... I just want to know. You're, you're criticizing them, so I just want to know if he threw 50 touchdowns last year. How many How many touchdown passes did Lamar Jackson throw last year? How many touchdown passes? He was a rookie. Yeah. Oh, what's your argument? What do you mean, what's my argument? What's your argument? That was technically Patrick Mahomes' rookie season last year. No, it was not. He sat for a whole season. You know that's he different. He sat, but like he sat. 
He sat for a whole. Okay. He, that's so, entirely different so, than not playing. Okay. The so only playing ben, six, seven, okay, so starting it, seven games. Okay, but if it comes into the NBA and Ben Simmons gets Rookie of the Year, but he got to sit an entire year. Yeah, watch, that's like that's literally like having the answers to the test before you take the test. Okay, so how did he I believe, rookie of the year? So how is there an because argument? he technically didn't play, but you learned how you learned he, how the NBA game works, and you learned okay. how to how to structure the NFL works. Okay, so then what are you what are you saying to me here? Patrick Mahomes was better prepared to play in his first oh, year. Okay. Patrick and for no Patrick Mahomes didn't win the rookie of the year because he wasn't a rookie last year. It's not right. like the, it's not it's not like the NBA. He, the NBA, NFL, when you actually got drafted, you know, that year actually counts against you. The NBA has these stupid rules where if you don't play one re- regular season minute, you're actually a rookie the next year, and somehow you can still win the rookie of the year the next year. That's not the same case. So for when it comes to Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes won in the MVP in his next in the second year. He's watched a whole year of Alex Smith playing and learned how to play the NFL game and was under Andy Reid for a whole season. Lamar Jackson came in and only started in seven games. Okay, what's your argument? That Lamar I don't a, understand. Lam- I don't understand your you argument. Keep, you ben keep calling him. Went fifteen keep, and one. You keep ben calling him as a rookie. A, you keep calling him a running back. Okay, and, he is okay. a running back. Okay, so you said Ben Roethlisberger won fifteen one. Nick, I'm about to get you right here. Ben Roethlisberger won fifteen and one as a rookie, right? Rookie season. Nick, Nick, Nick tell me what, what, what was Ben Roethlisberger's passing numbers? You tell me. How 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 was two thousand four? Nick, I'm just throwing out a name. Nick Ben Roethlisberger like, threw out threw 17 touchdowns, 11 interceptions on a 66 percent completion percentage for 2,621 yards. Sounds like a guy who won the Super Bowl the next year to me. It sounds like a guy that oh I don't know his numbers might be slightly worse than Lamar Jackson's on pace for. I'm just saying. So I, I, on on pace for in his second year, that was. Legit Ben okay. Roethlisberger's ben rookie Bar- season. Let me give you Ben Roethlisberger's like, second year. He threw oh 17 touchdowns. He threw 17 touchdowns to nine interceptions on a 62.7% percent completion percentage. You want me to keep going? How about his third year? How about his third year? He threw 18 touchdowns to 23 interceptions. You want me to keep going? Listen. I'm saying... If you keep calling him a running back, have stats to actually back up what you're saying. He might not He's be. He's a running back. How many rushing touchdowns does he have? This is so. 2019. So what Rudy, is it? Rudy. How many rushing touchdowns does Rudy. Deshaun Watson have? Yes, I'm here. Just back me up. He, he's, <laughs> just he, do it because the I. The stats don't back man. you up. The stats don't not, back you. Up. Just because you have Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson is a dual threat quarterback. Exactly. Are nowadays. Jalen Hurts is one. Kyler Murray is one. Baker Mayfield is one. He just happens to run faster than all of them. That's so, all it is. And Nick, we can't be mad at him for the offense that his team came up for him. He and, does have the ability to throw the ball. I don't think he's the best passer in the world, but he does have the ability to throw the ball. He actually can throw pretty far. He's a pretty strong arm. He just resorts to running more than you would like as a quarterback because he is a dual threat quarterback it's just so funny how Deshaun Watson is are you calling Deshaun Watson a running back now too because he has he has more rushing touchdowns than Lamar Jackson so I I, you know I I don't know I don't know I don't know but I I will I will say go ahead like you cannot like Deshaun Watson is a better overall quarterback all around quarterback. He is a quarter. He's a better. Yes, he's a better quarterback. When you're calling a guy a running back as a cornerback, you kind of got to have a claim to, as to why you're calling him a running back playing quarterback. 
Like there has to be some stats to actually back up what you're saying. But I'm, I'm going to take the Seahawks on the spread. And I'm going to take the Ravens on the money line. And for the over-under, I will take the over on the over-under. I'll take the over personally. Okay, so next game is Eagles and Cowboys. So yeah. the Eagles are... The Eagles' money line is plus 130, and the spread is in favor of the Cowboys at minus 3 for the Cowboys. Their money line set at 150, and the over-under set at 49. Rudy, what is your what is your take on this one? Cowboys win. Cowboys win. Picking the Cowboys? Up. I'm picking the Cowboys. Wow. I'm picking the Cowboys for this reason and this reason alone. They're playing a division opponent, so they're going to want to get up for it. The Eagles haven't looked very good on offense. Carson Wentz has been a little bit all over the place. They have a lot of injuries. They were like this last year. They have, like, the meanest case of the injury bug I've ever seen in the NFL, and it's lasted years. Um, yeah, I'm going Cowboys. I think they can win by the three. I'm going to take the over. If I have to take a money line, I would take the Eagles for the money line, but I do think the Cowboys will win the game. Rudy, what was your over/under? I went over. Okay, Nick, what is what is your what is your take on this game? Um, I'm actually taking the Eagles. Don't ask me why. <laughs> it's one uh, of those games. It's one of those games. I think I'm just like the Eagles can turn it around this week. They start off the like you know the gate kind of strong same with the dallas i think it's a divisional game where both of them like need a win right now to like help flip things around so and yeah i think that's who could win this game okay what's your money line yeah take the eagles and then take the i don't i think i'm taking the under honestly okay i'm probably gonna agree with you nick i I pretty much said that. I, I think I actually already bet on this, betting on the Eagles. Because I think there were better odds a few days ago. But I, I'll take the Eagles across the board, and I think I will. I'll take the over. The Eagles secondary just been getting torched. So I'm going to take the over on this one. And then the final game we got is the Patriots and the Jets. <laughs> <laughs> And That's not. Is that Monday night? Yeah, it's it a is. Monday night game. Who set that up? They're the same people that set up uh, the Bengals and the in the Steelers. Okay. Hey, <laughs> the Steelers true. get to play Miami on Monday night next week. <laughs> oh, good lord! So I guess I already know I'm playing games next week. The humanity. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So the spread. Well, here's the thing about the game, though. It's a ten point spread. And I guess they 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 brought this because I think they already played once I'm five five I'm not mistaken, and they had the spread, or at least when they when the Jets played the Cowboys last week the spread was initially at like ten or so, it was a, a ten or eleven, and then I guess they've adjusted it to some degree because of the return of Sam Darnold, but with the spread being at ten in favor of the the Patriots, Did Sam Darnold changed the spread that much. I mean, he only changed it by two That's... points. It went down to like eight points. It went to down to eight points. Oh, I thought it was like fourteen points. Nah, it went down. It was like eleven or ten, and it went down to like eight and a half. But the spread for this one's at ten. 
The money line is minus 470 on the Patriots, plus 380 on the Jets, and the 42.5 over under. So what are you taking on this one, Nick? What are you feeling? Uh, do you take the Patriots? <laughs> um, what's the spread? Ten points. Yeah, you take the Patriots. Is Dorse set back this week? I'm not sure. That's a deal. That's a deal, that's a deep threat uh, option there for TV12. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, you're not like. What are you gonna lose? Like, either way, the Patriots are gonna win. I would take the money line for the Patriots, and then take. You could take the over because the, the for the Jets to stay in this game, they're gonna have to score, and maybe it's gonna open some things up. Maybe Le'Veon gets a little bit of a break. You know, not break, but, like, he gets a little pressure taken off of him this week. And they, like, start keying on Sam Darnold a little bit, start keying on the passing. And then it opens up the run game a little bit. I don't know. So what I do know is that Le'Veon Bell will not have – will maybe have one rushing touchdown. Okay. Because he's he's good for six a year. So. All right, Rudy. What about you? Well – I take one a week. I'll say that I take one a week. I take one flyer every week. This man, and this man. one's going to be my flyer. You are wild. <laughs> yeah. Nah, man. This is my flyer. The, the are you taking the no? You did not. Don't. Let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish here. Don't be. We said, we said the money hero. line on the Jets. We said the money line let's, on the Jets is plus three what? 380. Plus three eighty and it's a ten point spread, right? Yeah, yeah. No, you could take the spread. Right. Don't pick. So what them. I'm gonna do? Yeah. I'm gonna pick the Patriots to win. Okay. I'm taking the spread on the Jets. I'm gonna take the money line on the Jets because there's a piece of me, a small piece that <laughs> thinks that Levy that Levy and I might get loose, and Sam Darnold might make some throws, and. I'm sorry. When I watched the Patriots play the Giants last week, I was severely disappointed with what the Patriots put on the field. Yes, they won. The Giants, I don't think, should have been in that game for as long as they were. I think that the Jets with Sam Darnold are a more talented and better team than the Giants. I mean, that's without Saquon. Saquon is a very good player. But I do think they have more talent, especially with the Jamal Adams and Leonard Williams in the D-line that they have. I think they have a better defense. The people think I think Sam Darnold really ignites their offense. I think that's why they were struggling so hard in the beginning of the season here. So I think that they could cover. I do think that they could. Is the game in Foxborough or in New York? It's in it's, New York. It's in New York. It's in New York. So I don't know. I do. I would take the money line on the Jets. I'm going to take the over the money line on the Jets. I'm going to take the Jets to cover. I think the Patriots just football smarts wise. I think the Patriots are going to win. But, Nick, the any given Sunday feeling makes me feel like the Jets really can win this game. Okay. <laughs> Nick, All did right. you take the over or the under? I took over. Nick, what did you take? I took the under. No, I took the over. Okay. Yeah, I said over. Okay. I so... said over because the Jets are going to have to score to stay in this game. Okay, so I'm actually going to agree with Rudy here. I'm going to take the Jets spread. 
Now, in terms of who I would pick to win, I picked the Patriots to win, but I think the Jets can cover that spread. I, w- I would personally, lo- I don't, like, I, really, I agree with you. I don't like what I've been seeing from the Patriots. It hasn't really been that impressive to me in terms of this undefeated juggernaut. So to me, I, the Patriots uh, should have lost to the Bills. If Josh Allen doesn't get knocked out by an illegal helmet-to-helmet hit that they didn't call, true, true, the Patriots lose that game. And I think that the Jets have a similar defense to the Bills that can terrorize Tom Brady. And I think Sam Darnold can make throws. And that's why I'm saying I think they can win this game. I don't think they will because it's going to come down to coaching. And I'm pretty sure Adam Gase is on speed. But I do think that the Patriots will win. This will just be a little closer for comfort than people think. Okay. All right. Yeah, well, I pretty much agree with you in that regard. So I probably will take the – you know, actually, I might, I might, might agree with you here. I'm going to take the money line on it because plus 380, I'll take that chance. I'll risk it all. And then I'll bet the – I'll bet the under. I feel like this is going to be one of those close, ugly, contested games. So I'll bet the under on that. And, guys, that's going to wrap up the Week 7 pick. So we got through it. We did. So no, I'm going to come back to Lamar Jackson, guys. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm coming for the little kid's head here. He's young. He, he, is, he is a kid. He is a kid. He is a, he kid. Is a kid. I'm coming for his head, but I'm very, you know. It's because you're a Pittsburgh fan. It is because he's a Pittsburgh fan. I am. It's entirely because he's a Pittsburgh fan. Yes. If I wasn't, I would say he's an all right dual threat quarterback, and he reminds me a lot of Michael Vick. So. But because you are, you're going to start bashing him. Right. (laughs) No, yeah, because I have to see him twice a year. Yeah, I think I hate his guts. My (laughs) My man said objectivity out the window. Yeah. I, I I understand it. I, I he would be like he's gonna be like in the next five to seven years while he's still young, and if he stays like injury free, he's gonna be a nightmare to like defend. Well, see, and I go. apologize everyone for the squeaky noise in the background. <laughs> Bro, I wasn't gonna say anything. I was like, this man's fighting a squirrel, but no, this man's biting a stinking tennis ball that he just found. See, that wasn't so hard, Nick. To give Lamar Jackson some credit, that wasn't hard. It didn't kill you. First off, I took like six shots of whiskey before I even said that. So, relax. It takes a moment for all of us to come to admit and come to acceptance. I accept that everybody should take my picks this week and don't listen to any of them. Anyway, now, the real picks that we got to get into with the season starting up here is the NBA here. The league that we all been waiting for to kick up. The best time of the year is when the NFL and NBA are on at the same time. It's always something to watch. And we got some playoff picks to make here in regards to who we think is going to be coming out of each division and who's going to be making up the Western and Eastern Conference. So, well, we don't even have to pick really who's coming out of the division. You can just really pick who you feel, think is going to pick your fill up your, your brackets in each slot of the Western and Eastern Conference. So, first, Nick, I want to hear yours. What is the, what's your Eastern Conference looking like, bro? Eastern Conference playoff bracket. Now, this is what we're not going to do. We're not going to take the Hawks. Oh. Yeah, I just not the Hawks, not the Knicks. Really, the Hawks? I don't know. I'm just trolling. There's just something about them that just bothers me. Trey Young? Uh, I don't mind Trey Young, actually. Hmm. I actually, uh, actually, you know what? I. I kind of do, but I'm not going to get into it. 
just not. It's just it's it's amazing how it's amazing watching how the NBA has evolved. If that makes sense. Entirely. You take Milwaukee Sixers. You go Milwaukee Sixers, Boston, Brooklyn. This man's not sure about Brooklyn. No, nah, you take Katie's playing for him. You take Brooklyn. Is Katie out? Katie's out. Kyrie. Kyrie's playing. Katie's not. Yeah, I mean. But Kyrie's better than D'Angelo Russell, and he got him to the playoffs, so. Yep. This is true. Listen, everyone. It's going to be the year that the Wizards make the playoffs. Oh, okay. Yep. And then. We'll remember this part. <laughs> you got you to believe. Because the okay. Mystics just the Mystics just won the WNBA championship. The Nationals are in the World Series. Oh. Like I don't know, firing on all cylinders here. Oh yeah, just rub shoulders with them and you'll, you'll get the juice, huh? That's what they need. And whatever they're doing, they need to go down there to FedEx Field and rub the entire team with luck. <laughs> Not saying I'm a Wizards fan, because we all know when I get to the Western Conference. Rudy will be on my side here in a minute. How many teams did I pick? Five? Pick the Pacers. You take the Bucks, Sixers, Celtics, Nets, Wizards, Pacers, Pistons, Heat? We'll go with it. All right, Rudy, what's your Eastern Conference looking like? Bucks, Sixers, Celtics, Nets, Heat, Pacers, Raptors. I'm going to go with Detroit. Okay. I think I'm going to have mine. Mine is going to be Milwaukee, the Sixers, Celtics, Brooklyn, Miami, the the Raptors, the Pacers, and I think I have one more playoff spot. And I think the Pistons. I think I'll go with the Pistons. I like the Magic from last year, but I I think I might go with the Pistons. The team that I might I would consider bumping out for the Magic still is the Raptors, but I, I like them. I did like the Magic from last year, but those those will be my teams, excluding Orlando. And then, what do you, what do you guys have, Western Conference wise? Rudy, you start off with you in the Western Conference. What do you think about the West? This isn't in, in order. I don't want people to say that. Yeah, it's, it's the number one seed or anything. Uh, Denver, Houston, both LAs. Portland, Utah, Golden State, and Dallas. Luca oh. and Porzingis. Oh. Bringing us back. <laughs> Dallas is the eight seed, though. I will claim that. Dallas is the eight seed. Okay. I wish I, wish I you know, I, I'm, I wish I was genuinely surprised. For some reason, I saw it coming. Nick, for some reason, I have a striking sensation that believes you're probably going to have a similar pick in Dallas and yours. But what is your Western Conference list? First off, Dallas is the four spot, baby. Porzingod, Luka, taking it. <laughs> Nick, look, let me, as your friend, just set the bottle down. <laughs> All right, just just put it down on the table. We're back. You know what stinks, Rudy, is that it's going to be like our first year without Dirk. Yeah, it's sad, but you know the new the new guard is in. Porzinga, the unicorn, is gonna be out there getting the bucket. Luca, the matador, aka Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Is going to be leading us to victory. A lot of people on the Mavericks bench are unaccounted for. A lot of people are disrespecting the team the Mavericks have put together. But Seth Curry mm-hmm. is a good player. Maxi Kleber is a good player. Tim Hardaway Jr. is a pretty good player. They have a lot of nice. J.J. Barea is back. Jalen Brunson was one of the best rookies in the NBA last year at the point guard spot. I think that it is a very talented team with one of the best coaches in the league. I think that they're better than Minnesota. I think they're better than Oklahoma City. I think that they're better than San Antonio. And I think they're better than Sacramento. And those are the people in Memphis, obviously. And those are the people that they're going against for that eight spot. So I think they get the eight spot or higher, depending on how well those two mesh. Okay. Okay. Your reasoning, I I, I understand the reason. Me, it's just... I guess it depends on how big you see the gap between Dallas and then the teams like the Pelicans, the teams like Sacramento, the teams like San Antonio. I feel like that bunch right there is the the bunch of who's going to take that last playoff spot is the team out of Sacramento, Pelicans, and then San Antonio. I just don't know who I would I trust. Think, I think we're overstating what the Pelicans are going to do this season. I know that they're mm-hmm. young and I know that they have talent. But everyone automatically saying that they're going to be a team that is going to be in the discussion for the playoffs in their first year, and their team average age is like twenty-one. Like, so I, I'm I don't sorry. Have to be I, I, I believe that Zion is a great talent. I'm a Texas fan. Jackson Hayes is a very talented big man. Uh, Nikhil Alexander from Virginia Tech. He's a bucket. He he's a legitimate bucket. Drew Holiday is, is a very talented player as well. But that team, in my opinion, especially coached by Alvin Gentry, I'm not an Alvin Gentry fan. So that team coached by Alvin Gentry, I just don't believe is a playoff team. I think Sacramento is going to put up the most resistance with Dallas as far as trying to get that eighth uh, eighth spot because De'Aaron Fox is a stud. De'Aaron Fox is a very good basketball player. Yeah, I'm making a hoop. But what's holding them back is that they signed Harrison Buns to a very long and lucrative contract. Come on now. And him and winning aren't a very synonymous thing. So I think Dallas will eat them out. I actually think Dallas has the potential to finish in like the seven, six, or maybe even five spot. But again, it depends on how well Luke and Porzingis and Porzingis uh, match. People forget Porzingis was arguably the best big man in basketball when he was healthy. Best defensive, most blocks, best three-point shooting percentage. He's a very, very great player. And you're louder. <laughs> you know, and, he, and where you're getting him back bulked up, stronger than he ever was, and to point that he earned that money that Dallas gave him. And Luka Doncic is one of the best in, NBA rookies to just enter the game, period. Say it louder for the people in the back. Period. And he, and he was 19 years old. I, I, want, I want that to be something that people pay attention to. He can't even buy a drink at a bar, and he's dropping 22 on people's head in the NBA. That's a very, very good player. And again, with the pieces that they've added, with the people around them, I just personally think this is a better team than people are giving them credit to. I expect Luca and and Porzingis to account for at least fifty points a night. Bucket McGee. Buckets. Walking buckets. Who who plays in LA? Who cares? Okay. Buckets. All right, all right, all right. Uh, Nick, just give me. We the know rest that of the list. red, white, blue, and black team in LA is the best one in that building. Uh, here, here we go. go. Uh, here, here we go. That, how many banners do they got? They got a Taylor Swift banner. Last time I checked, I, that's that's all I remember. When's the last successful playoff run the Lakers had? When was the last successful playoff run the Clippers have had? Last year. 
that was successful. They made it. No one was there. I didn't know that was a success. What? See, I guess, I guess, I guess, in the Clippers book, a a first round exit is a success because the Lakers are used to championships being the standard. So, I guess that would be the standard for the Clippers. The standard is the standard. Yeah, the, the the Clippers don't really know what the championships feel like, so I guess that would that would make sense. But Nick, what is the rest? Of, what's the rest of your Western Conference picks? I think we ruffled some feathers. I think we did too. <laughs> I just want your picks. That guy in the purple and gold jumpsuit on the other side of this phone call. First of all, it's not a jumpsuit; it's a the, tank top with with the with the Lakers headband on and the Smush Parker jersey. Oh, you know what's really going to make him live it is that Kobe Bryant didn't even make it in the top ten of all time. Oh, yeah. That's just unfortunate. You know, I don't, I don't, even, I don't even let those things bother me. I don't, I don't let them bother me at all. You want to know why? Because the, the people that are making the list don't know basketball. That's it. That's you it. You know what you should let bother you, though? What should I let bother me, Rudy? What should I let bother me? The fact that the Lakers traded away the next five to ten years of their organization for a duo that may or may not win them a championship and then walk. It's fine. I mean, the Clippers did the same thing, so I'm not really... But they're going to win. Oh. Oh. (laughs) I I, I guess it's presumed. If Kawhi can finish the season, if Paul George comes back, and I I, I guess it's presumed. Did Kawhi not finish the season last year? Barely. My man was on one leg. He was on one leg. But he, he finished it, right? He finished. He did. He, he didn't not, play the whole season. He finished, it, he finished it. He finished it with with a championship, right? Not mm-hmm. on the Clippers. That Paul George. Paul George ain't finished it the way he was supposed to. He was hurt. Everybody attributed it to his shoulder. So I'm. No, I, Paul George finished it about the best way he could. Damian Lillard was sending them home regardless. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Damian Lillard had that in his sights from from the the moment Westbrook did that rocking the baby thing. Damian Lillard put a target on his back. So, I'm saying, my man Paul, my man Paul George walked off, walked walked back to Oklahoma City, got his surgery, and got sent to the Clippers. I, in, in my estimation, none of these teams are for sure locks to come out of the West or out of the East. Honestly, hey, the but I didn't that, even get to pick mine yet. Which I've been yeah. asking you to do. I, well, you're sitting here arguing with Rudy about. Oh, Don't start with me. Oh, Don't start with Kobe, me. I asked you multiple times. I asked you multiple times. Kobe. Nick, is Dirk even twenty top twenty all time? Yes. Get the Dirk? hell out of here. Get the get yeah, out of yes. here. What are you talking about? Get out of here. European player he's, of all time. Yes. Do you want? You what want, is your argument? You know he is not okay. Don't Name a better stop. European player. It's Dirk. Go. It's Do not it. about better European Do players. It. It's about top. Tw- it. It's about the top twenty players of all time. Don't make Do it a it. European thing. He it's about the is, top twenty he's, players. He's in the top five scoring all time. That's great. And argument should be over. Is, is Dirk Nowitzki a better player career wise than Steph Curry? No. Is he a better player career wise than Kevin Durant? No. Is he better career wise? This is before no, stacking no, teams was no, that, a that's, thing. That, that's that's fine. He but every that yeah that's that means he went mano y mano with each team and he lost. So and he was, also won and he did win. That's that's, that's his credit. Not only did he win, but that's he fine. Beat the first big three. Like what are you talking? No, about? the Celtics were it's the first big three. Bone. The Celtics were the first right. big three. Right. And we'll we'll take that. All right, I'll I'll revert my statement. Yeah, he beat. 
he beat LeBron James okay. and Dwayne Wade. He did. All right. So like, which, listen, which is his claim? Which is his claim for consideration? But outside of that, Steph Curry is a better player than him career wise. Kevin Durant's better than him career wise. Jerry West is better than him career wise. Oscar Robertson is better. Positions. Yeah, that doesn't change the fact they're better players. What does that matter? Yeah, they're still better players. Me. It does to me. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna necessarily compare the greatness of Shaq to the greatness of like Isaiah Thomas. Those, but those if, two, if you're if you're making a list positions. of top twenty players of all time, they're part of that list. And if you no matter what position you're playing, it's top twenty players of all so time. So wait, not top. so you put so you, you're putting Karl Malone over Dirk? I didn't say Karl Malone. I said Steph Curry. I said but look, Kevin no, Durant. That's a quill. Would Karl he make Malone, your top twenty list though? Would, well, yeah. would, would Carl Malone be my top 20 list? Yeah. Possibly. I'm not sure. I, I have to think about... What about Charles Barkley? No, he wouldn't be my top 20. Yeah, Charles Barkley's not making my top 20 list. Dirk was better than both of them, but we're just... We're off topic, Nick. It's, the, it's, the other yeah. teams in your playoffs? Yeah. I need to hear um, the full eight again, because I don't remember the one. I didn't even... Made. I think I said one, and then everything just went to hell. <laughs> he said one team and then everything just went like on a rampage pelicans nuggets grizzlies rockets lakers clippers mavericks and golden state okay okay for mine i would have it nuggets rockets lakers clippers portland Golden State, U- Utah, and then I would have. This is always the spot that's tough. This, this is, is the last team. Yeah, it's the <laughs> last team. This is the tough spot. Honestly, I liked how that Sacramento team developed last year. So I, they were right there last year. I, I feel like I'm going to go with Sacramento. Their core has just been together for the past few years. I'm probably going to go with Sacramento. To make that to take that last spot, even though I feel like I am disrespecting the Spurs some since the Spurs did just make the playoffs. But I'll probably go with Sacramento in that regard. So that's a question to both of you before we end this, because I'm getting ready to get off myself. But team most likely to be upset in the Western Conference. To be upset. So that means you have to be a favorite. That means you have to be one of the one of the top four seeds. Houston. I would say Utah. Really, you have Utah being a top four. I think they will be a. Re- I don't think the Lakers and Clippers will be a regular season team. So I think Utah, Denver, and Houston will be the teams that kind of get the top records. And mm. so I think they will have more leeway to probably get upset if they're playing a Clippers or Lakers in the play- postseason because they'll be they might be a, a middle seed. Got you. Well, I'm gonna go with Nick. I'm going one thousand percent Houston here. Houston uh, has upset written all over it. It has overrated written all over it. It has team implosion written all over it. Um, I can also see scenarios. No, this is not me just trying to get at you, Brendan, but I can see scenarios where both the Lakers and Clippers can be upset in the playoffs. So I think, I think anybody the West can, is, Anyone can. Some teams more likely than others, as you know, but... I think the West is just going to be nuts. I don't think there's going to be one playoff series that doesn't go at least five. Yeah, I I think that yeah, it's, I think it's really a thing where styles make fights, 
in this Western Conference. I think that's going to be huge. Whatever team gets the draw of Utah, gets the draw of Portland or whatever, and it, however that draw works for you and to propel you to the next round, I think that plays a big part in it. So I'm with you on that one. But, guys, I appreciate you guys for doing this podcast. That's going to wrap it up for the podcast, guys. It's the KBR Sports Podcast. And once again, y'all can catch the podcast most times on Tuesdays on Thursdays when the new episode is posted. Guys, let's give Nick and Rudy a round of applause for joining us for this podcast episode. I appreciate you guys, fellas. Woo! Mm. Peace <laughs> out. We out, fam. Hey, like, comment, subscribe. You're KBR know. Sports, and look out for Nick's Always Right podcast coming to you soon. No, no, because you're not. You're not. <laughs> you're, not. You're, you're just not. I mean, it sounded good, though. <laughs> he tried it. He tried. He tried. I, I, I appreciate you. You know, you know, you get like the kid that you give a on your report card in elementary school, and you give an S for like you know trying. I give you an S for satisfactory. Way to go, Nick. You just got a round of applause. You got another one. Thanks. Woo! Get up! All right. Yeah, yeah, I'm muting you now. All right, guys, so make sure you guys go ahead and subscribe to the podcast on all platforms in regards to Spreaker, Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes. Make sure you go on YouTube and subscribe on there for video content. Make sure you hit the notification bell as well. And don't forget, guys, to leave a rating and comment as well. And, of course, guys, make sure you give us your thoughts and opinions in regards to who you think will make the NBA playoffs. And let us know if you actually who you, whose bets you decided to ride with. And, of course, we'll be back with another podcast next week, guys. Appreciate you guys for tuning in. All right, y'all.